The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Welcome to the Fen. This is our grand final wrapper for 2021. Proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats, Cherry Brook, and it is the Panthers who are celebrating on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland as we speak after triumphing 14 points to 12 over South Sydney in the grand final last night. Adam Hawes here with you alongside the great Tigers fullback, Gary Jimmy Jack. How are you, guys? Yeah, good, Adam. I'm really well, mate. Look, it was it was a tremendous game last night. You know, I'm just glad that it wasn't a blowout. That the scores were close, and and South Sydney were courageous, and the Panthers were just their their defence was excellent. So it was a really great grand final. I think one of the best grand finals I've seen in probably oh probably five ten years. So it was, it was a great night. Yeah, we're going to go through it in just a moment. Uh, the crowd there at Suncorp Stadium obviously reduced because of the pandemic. Only allowed seventy five percent in there at the venue due to uh, regulations by the Queensland government. 39,222, they provided a wonderful atmosphere for what you said, Jimmy, was a tough, a tense grand final, very much like the 80s with Parramatta and Canterbury, those sort of grand finals, Canterbury, St George, both sides getting nothing away. It was, it was brutal at times. Not a lot of free-flowing ball movement. Uh, I don't think it'll make the top five of all-time great grand finals, but it certainly was very, very... Uh, watchable and edge of your seat stuff. And uh, in the end, the Panthers, they notch up their third premiership and they make amends for last year's loss to the Storm. And there's just so many storylines coming out of this grand final. And Jimmy, so how'd you see it? Uh, the Panthers, they got the ball rolling with an early try to Matt Burton. Yeah, they did. They certainly, uh, they certainly learned from 2020. Uh, last year when they were there against the Storm, when they were down 22 at halftime, it was, it was much... Much closer this year, you know. I think they completed the first rate at ninety percent completion rate, which is which is fantastic. Uh, they, they, and their run meters were almost double what South Sydney's were. It was nine hundred odd to about about five hundred. So they kick well, they they ran well, they really really dominated them, which led to that first try there, which uh, which they scored. Like, I think it was they forced three dropouts in the first fifteen minutes, still pressure. And then Burton went over for a try for the, for the opening try of the match. But sorry, Campbell Graham sort of uh, ran out of the line there, didn't he, for Souths, and just opened yeah. up some space for Burton to just stroll yeah, in, didn't he? He did. Well, he actually, if you, he looked at it because he had Reynolds inside him, and, and they were a bit worried about Reynolds. You know, obviously with the injuries he's carried, so he's come in to help Reynolds, which he shouldn't have. He should have stayed on his yeah. man. He would have, would have would have numbered up one one on one, but he didn't. So by coming in, created that the beautiful gap for for Burton to run through and. Score the first try of the match, uh, uh, you know, but it, um, it it was it was great. The defence was great, so, so it's, I thought they learned a lot from uh, the previous year. Yeah, they sure did. And I think that was important to get first points, Penrith, because you didn't want to open up any old wounds. You remember, of course, last year it was twenty-two nil at half time. They went down twenty-six nil at one point, so it was important to get those first points, and you could almost see the relief on their faces. <clears throat> Excuse me, I should apologise. My voice a bit dusty. I uh, had a a couple of uh, beverages watching the game last night, Jimmy, in the, in the, in the park. Uh, completely COVID compliant, of course, uh, with a few of the boys Good setting idea. up a TV, running off a generator. It was um, something I'll never forget in terms of watching grand finals. But uh, 
it was um, it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience. What about you? How did you, yeah. you watch it? Yeah, look, I watched it from home, but I was in the park yesterday afternoon having a picnic, and uh, for for about two to about six. So I was also in a very a very friendly space as well. A, a very joyous afternoon. It's great to catch up with friends now that we can with COVID. So that was sort of my lead up to the game. Um, I must say that uh, I thought that um, Penrith completely dominated South Sydney with with their kicks uh, and and the return by South Sydney. You know, you're talking about the Tafe Johnson and Paulo. They just got absolutely smashed by by you know by the South Sydney pack. Who actually by Martin, what Capel, Yo, those blokes, Fisher Harris. They actually, if you watch it, they actually picked them up and like chaired them back five and ten meters all the time. Yep. And, um, yeah, South had no answer to that. They just couldn't get out of their own half. And that was a key tactic that um, that, that, that Panthers employed and it worked to a t- worked a treat. And then on the on the flip side of that, you know, Toho, Edwards and Crichton were, oh, two, they were metre eaters, you know, 235 for Toho, 217 for Edwards and 185 for Crichton. They just, they set up. Uh, the charges into um, into the South Sydney uh, part of the field. South just couldn't get out of their own half in the first half. They were just boxed in. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Penrith's outside backs especially were were really, really impressive in the game. But it was uh, Cody Walker who got South back into it. They're down 6-0. And this was – well, we did a list of the great grand final tries just last week. And I think this one from Cody Walker could certainly be knocking on the door for entry because he – just took it upon himself. He swatted away a few Panthers, including Nathan Cleary. He just knocked him over, then swept past Dylan Edwards and ran away, what, 30, 40 metres to score a, a magnificent solo try to level the scores. Yes, it was a great try by Cody Walker. And that's the sort of footy that Cody Walker can play. You know, he sort of eyes up footy, plays what's in front of him. Normally, he's he, he gives the ball out to that left-hand side, but he took him on and just, look, it was a great 40-metre run. He beat you know, three, three Panthers there. And palmed them off to score under the post. Critical. It was a great try to, to get them back in the game. You know, it sort of rocks or diamonds with with Cody, um, and that was that was a, that was a diamond. That was definitely needed, a diamond. If, yeah. If, if they were going to win, he had to play well. He, and now that, it's quite a simple. If they were going to win this grand, he, and he did, he, he he got them back in the game, and um, uh, so that was that was a turning point for the. And I think South Sydney got a real got a real lot of confidence off that. After in the second half, they 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 got their act together, and um, but that was a turning point there with, with that try as well. Yeah, there's a penalty goal for uh, Nathan Cleary to make it eight six, and then the South levelled it up in the second half for eight all, and then um, fourteen minutes till full time. Cody Walker again, but this was not so good. This was what you might call the rocks part of Cody Walker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. An intercept pass snapped up by Stephen Crichton, who ran away forty metres to score yes. the try, to put Penrith ahead 12-8, uh, 14-8 after the conversion. And um, Cody Walker's head sank in the background. He got a, a little rev up from Nathan Cleary, and he reacted to that. The Panthers gave it to him, and uh, mm. it, was, it was a dusty pass. It, it, it was a risky pass at 8-all. Yeah. It was 8-all. It had panic written all over it. And I think just before that moment, he put a little grubber kick in on halfway, which was a little bit... A little bit of red mist, uh, losing your head a bit, and then he's just thrown this um, intercept pass, which really, really, Crichton didn't have to do much to grab. It was, it was there. It was right in front of him. It wasn't a difficult mm. one for him, and um, mm. he ran away to make it fourteen eight. Yeah, and, and there's the difference between winning and losing. 
Um, that pass, if it goes to Alex Johnson, <laughs> he's away. He scores in the corner. But um, he, he took the money ball, did Crichton. And Crichton's a fantastic athlete now. He's, he's a bit of a basketballer. You can see that the way he runs and jumps the ball. And he just, oh, it was like it was like Brett Kenny in his heyday. <laughs> he just said, yeah. thank you very much. Grab the ball and off he ran away for, for they're never going to catch him. You know, but th- so, yeah, so there are those turning points in the game. And that was certainly certainly a crucial one. That, that one put them... I could see a bit of similarities there, hack between the 89 grand final. Actually, we at that stage, we were leading, Balmain were leading 14 points to eight, same as what um, Panthers yeah. were. Uh, they score a try, comes back to, you know, they score a try to come back to uh, 14 points to 12. Well, Johnson scores this try. Um, I think those, it was Chicka Ferguson scored the try, then to get it back. And then Meninga had to kick the goal yeah. to make it 14 all. And same as Reynolds had to kick the goal to make it 14 all. So there are a bit of comparisons there from 89. Yeah, okay. Walker played his part in this try, which was good to see. Uh, Johnson going over, left-hand side raid, which is certainly South Sydney's strength and made it 14 points to 12. I thought Crichton probably didn't need to come in like he did. He probably should have stayed out on Johnston a bit better. That's 30 tries for the year for Alex Johnston. What a season. Incredible stuff. And a set-up Adam Reynolds. And you talk about memories. This reminded me a little of Jonathan Thurston back in 2015 when he had that sideline conversion uh, against the Broncos, this was this was to level it. Thurston's was to win it, but I could see the similarities because yeah. all the talk had been about Adam Reynolds, much like the talk had been about Thurston in 2015. There's been a lot of talk about Reynolds this week about it being his last game for Souths, and uh, it was all it was all there for him. And he look, he hit the, he hit it okay, but he just had the the direction off a little bit, and it stayed right the whole time. And yeah. uh, the score remained 14-12. Yeah, yeah. Look, and he's probably done that kick. Ten thousand times in his career, and he's probably kicked it more times, a lot more times than he's missed it. And he would have said to himself, "Well, this is a goal to to win the grand final. You know, this is a goal to win the game. This this is that, that was that one moment. And you can't probably underestimate the fact that he's had this this leg injury for the last couple of weeks. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't been probably striking the ball. We didn't kick last week. Um, not not just not not not, not practicing, not training as much as probably what he had." But he gave it a good shake and uh, it just went, uh, just shaved the right hand upright, which he would have been bitterly disappointed in, there's no doubt, because I think, you know, if he gave him 10 kicks, he probably kicks 8 out of 10 yeah. from there and that was the that was the 2 out of 10 that he missed. The thing with um, the kick there from Reynolds, if he was feeling as though the, the groin's a bit dicey and it's a massive kick, it's, it's still a huge call for him to say, to Blake Taff, who's in his eighth game, oh mate, can you come over and take this kick? <laughs> he just, yeah. You, 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 yeah. I, I don't know if he was thinking that, but you certainly couldn't. You couldn't do that to a rookie, could you? It, Reynolds, no. has, Reynolds has said, I've, "This is my responsibility. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to step in because Blake Taff has kicked in the last few weeks." Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah Reynolds, yeah. yeah, he had to kick it. He's a he's a he's an eighty five percenter. You know, he's the club legend, point scoring machine. You know he, he's worth ten, he's worth twelve points a game, and so no doubt you'd throw it to him and you'd be confident. Well, I would have been confident that he that he would have kicked it, and that would have just put both teams into extra time. And who knows what could have happened from there? But you know, if your auntie had what your uncle's got, she wouldn't be your auntie. So we, it was all if buts and maybe, isn't it? <laughs> if he'd have kicked it, um, but you're right, Alex Johnson with the. You just mentioned Alex Johnson, the third player in the history of the game mm. to score 30-plus tries. That's just incredible. Dave Brown, Dave, the great Dave Brown got 38 tries back in 1936, I think it was. And there was a guy called Preston. He got 30, 33 tries 66 years ago, I think, playing for Newtown. So that's 
you know, all you think all the wingers that have played the game. Alex Johnson's up there with those guys for thirty plus for a year. That's just a remarkable effort by by Alex Johnson, and he he's missed the last probably last month. Yeah, and good thing South resigned him. Don't forget, he was almost out the door like Reynolds. He was too, but mm, uh, yeah, they came um, they came good after a public backlash, and they've managed to keep Alex Johnson. And there's a reward: thirty tries, incredible. So yeah. it wasn't over yet, though, Jimmy. There was still a few minutes left on the clock, and Souths worked their way into position for Adam Reynolds to have a crack at a 40-metre field goal. I'm not sure if they were thinking this at the start of the set. The start of the set was a little bit aimless. There were no forwards hitting the ball up, and I, I actually wondered whether they would actually get into position for Reynolds to have a crack, but they did get there, but it was a little yeah. bit rushed. It was a little bit frantic. And Reynolds probably didn't have as much time as he would have liked to steady himself. He still had a decent piece of it, but it fell short of the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. It looked a bit ad hoc. They were going, or maybe they were looking to make a break and they changed their mind. I think yeah. they only had, had maybe two setups and they said, well, look, we'll have a go at the, at the two-point field goal from just outside the 40. And, and he is a very good drop goal artist, uh, is yeah. Adam Reynolds. Um, and he didn't strike it well. Um and it landed, it landed. I think it might have bounced over the crossbar in the ground, and I think it might have bounced over. But that was, and then off that they've they've lost possession. Uh, the Panthers have the ball, and, and the game's it's over from there. So it was a, a disappointing way to uh, for them to have gone out there, but it, it didn't see much preparation into that that kick because um, they need to score. It, it, it's all, and, and that, I know what it's all about. You just got to you've got to just keep the ball alive, look for something, any opportunity. That's what you're looking for, because you know. The, the, the times the times against you. You've only, you've only got maybe a minute, maybe just a minute and a half. So you, you have to throw it around, uh, and it puts pressure on you. And and you know, obviously, you make rush decisions, and it backfired on on South. Yeah, and look, unfortunately for for Cody Walker, this grand final is going to be remembered for that intercept pass to to Stephen Crichton. Will this haunt him? Do you think? Will this? Um, how does he get over this? Because I know Ben Hunt it took him a long time in 2015. He dropped that. Yeah. Kickoff yeah. that led to Thurston kicking the field goal for the Cowboys' first yeah. premiership. I even thought of Brett Kamali in the State of Origin 2005 through an intercept in exactly the same part of Suncorp Stadium. The Matt Bowen it uh, really mm. rattled Brett Kamali. How does Cody Walker, yeah. who, who was very obviously very disappointed after the game, how does he get past this? I think Cody Walker just shrugs it off. Yeah, that's that's the type of player he is. It, it, look, that won't define Cody Walker as a player. He, he's as I said, he's rocks and diamonds. That's just how he plays. That's that's Cody Walker. You know, he's done more try assists than anyone this season. But he will no doubt see this for the next fifty years of his life. They will show that pass, Crichton intercepting and running away for the try. But that doesn't define him as a player, as I said. Um, but he, no doubt, it'll come up all the time. They, they always highlight your bad moments when you're retired. So. Yeah, just get used to it, Cody, but just laugh. But he's going to have a highlight reel of things which no one else could have done, which they should play before or after because that's just how he played, just like Cliffy. That's how he played and that's just what he was like. So, yeah, that's fine with me. And we should also point out that there's been a lot more diamonds than rocks for Cody this year. In fact, last week you said he should be in the Australian team if they were picking one uh, at number six. It'll be similar to, I guess, from a team perspective, you guys in 1989, Everyone shows that grand final because it was the, the greatest of all time. And every time you see those highlights, it must be a knife in the guts. It's going to be like that yeah. for Cody Walker when they show replays of this game and that he's yeah. passed to Stephen Crotton. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they show they show the Bobby McCarthy intercept in 1967 60, when South beat Canterbury. They show the Brett Kenny where he throws the dummy. You know, they show other intercepts that happen. 
um, in 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 the past, and you know that's 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 the game. And yes, it is going to be shown again. But look, he'll be fine. You know, he's, he'll be fine. He's a great player, as I said before. He'll be fine, and uh, he'll he'll get over it. And hopefully uh, next year they'll they'll come out and win a premiership. They'll you know there was a lot of hunger in this this Panthers side after losing last year. You know, it's very difficult when you lose. Then you then you're in a grand final back to back, and a lot of pressure on on Ivan Cleary too. You know, um, a lot of pressure on Ivan Cleary. Uh, Three hundred and seventy odd game hadn't won a premiership, so that hunger was there for the Panthers this year. They really stepped up. They're a much better, much better prepared team this year than last year. So I think South Sydney will be a better prepared team as well with that experience, even though they will lose some key players. But I think overall the squad will um, will be much better with the experience. Well, you mentioned Ivan Cleary, and certainly the best post-game scenes were centred around the Clearys, Nathan Cleary hugging father Ivan Cleary uh, for, for a very, very long yeah. time. And you can understand that yeah. straight after full-time. It was beautiful scenes, and it was certainly for Ivan Cleary would justify the ugly walkout from West Tigers a few years back. This is what he wanted, and now he's achieved it with his son. Yeah, that's right. What what a great father, father-son moment that was. I think that what Martin Lang and John Lang, when the Panthers won the comp, what, 2003, that was the last time that it happened. Yeah. Uh, it was it was, a, it was a great moment. Um, yeah, his son drove the team. His son was the you know, the Clive Churchill medal winner. He had, he had an outstanding game. And it gets the, gets the monkey or the gorilla, as Ivan said, gets the gorilla off his back. Now he, he's finally got a premiership next to his name. So, you know, congratulations to Ivan. Um, he's got a he's, lot of those, lot of those boys were local juniors. I think fourteen were, were local kids that um, that they they debuted over the last couple of years. So it's been a it's been a work in progress for a while. Uh, what's happened? Um, so congratulations. It was, and that's that's one of the special things about. It's not very often you get a father son relationship, and when you see it, you just go, "Wow, that's that's something special." And we should we should bottle that and just so everyone can see it. It's just fantastic. And Jimmy, there was some rough times after he left the Tigers. It wasn't just Tigers fans heckling him. He was also heckled by Panther fans. Remember 2019, they started horrifically. They were awful, Penrith. And there was a lot of comment about, well, why did we bother getting him back? We sacked him a few years ago. Now we're, we're in the same boat again. Why did we bother? But yeah, he, um, yeah. he, he managed to ride that out, which wasn't easy. They missed the finals in 2019. And and as you've seen, 2020 and 2021, they've been the most consistent team, two grand finals in that time. And I think you're right. I think that 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 hunger from last year just gave them that little extra drive to get over the line against South, that little, you know, maybe 5% yeah. extra. They didn't want to feel yeah. that pain again, and that definitely yeah. would have got mentioned. And you can see it in, even in Greg Alexander, former Panther, you know, legend of the club on Fox Sports, Fox League, he couldn't get his words out at the end of the game. He was just so moved by the way Penrith hung in there. They had injuries too. Let's not forget that. Nathan Cleary's shoulder yeah. is hanging by his side. He's been mm-hmm. battling. He's going for surgery next week. Dylan Edwards was in a moon boot all week. They lost to Peter Pangai Jr. James Fisher-Harris, he's got a knee problem. Moses Leona, he's had calf issues. So they really, really had to dig deep, and it was a gutsy win. And um, they thoroughly deserved their third premiership. Yeah, and coming into the, to the semifinals there, you know, uh, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary, they weren't playing well. So Nathan had that shoulder injury. Luai wasn't playing well at, 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 for number six, and they were out, out of sorts. So they're thinking, oh, geez, they could they could just capitulate here and um, and just and just pitter away. But they but they got it together. And I think it was on the back of their defence they got it together. And guys like Yo and Capewell and, and, and Martin Fisher Harris Coruscant, those are the guys. 
and, and Kikau picked his game up too. Yeah, Kikau was a yeah. bit of a spectator there, and he really had a crack uh, yesterday, which he had to. You know, coming off the bench, he had to have an impact, and he did. So all the all the the players stepped up, and they they know if they give give the platform that that Nathan can Nathan can win a game for you, but you have to have that platform. They had to had to smash South Sydney in defence. <coughs> Excuse me, had to put them on the back foot because South Sydney give it to them. You know, three weeks ago. So they really had to, to match them, and there was a real challenge there thrown out to the to the Panthers pack, and they really lifted. And excuse me, it's on the back of that with kick out. It was a real team effort that um, that they dominated um, that they dominated the rabbits. Yeah, I think kick out certainly summed up Penrith last year. He was strong all year. Then he had a you know a very disappointing game in the grand final when it mattered most. A lot of hand, um, a lot of turnovers, and. So he had, he had um, certainly some ground to make up in this one, which he did. I think, you know, we talk about Tony Walker and, you know, whether that pass is going to haunt him. But I think the thing that's going to agonise Souths fans, and in particular Latrell Mitchell, is whether he would have made a difference out there. He's obviously suspended, had to watch that one. And I just think, I said this last week, I just think it finally caught up with them. They, they missed his X factor. Uh, certainly yeah. what you spoke about, uh, in terms of young Black Taft being dragged back by the Penrith defence, that doesn't happen with Latrell Mitchell. When he brings that ball back, he he doesn't get dragged back to his own try line. So he would have given them a lot more momentum to, at the start of their sets. And I just think that's it's always going to be a what if. Critical. What if Latrell played? Would it have been different? It was only yes. a two point game, and I think that's going to uh, you know agonise South fans for for years to come. Yes, well, that, you're hundred percent correct there. Now the young kids only played his what his eighth game of, of first grade. He, you know, he's not a big kid. Latrell's a monster. You know, he's like six foot two and you know, hundred plus kilos, and he can run like a tin hair. You know, so they, they certainly missed his experience at the back there. You, you can't pick up Latrell and take him back. You know, he's too strong. Um, they definitely missed his his impact there. They hadn't missed it too much the previous games, but certainly this game they did because um, he leads by example, and it was impossible to replace him. Um, you know, but. Uh, I thought I thought Cam Murray played fantastic for them. He, he tackled his ring out. I think he did something like fifty odd fifty odd one tackles for the game. He did thirty by half time. Uh, that Callum Tungy he played very well for for the Bunnies. Uh, and Nichols tried his ring out as well. Uh, yeah, they all tried hard there. Uh, it was just that, um, I, but I think they just got bogged down. They just got they just didn't play footy enough footy in the other team's half. When they did, you saw what they did with the try by Alex Johnson. But that, that they sort of turned around the second half. The possession was much more 50-50. But the first half, they were just completely dominated by, by the Panthers. And there was missed opportunities there. And, and in grand finals, you just don't get too many opportunities to score. And you've got to take them. And, and they missed a, missed a stack that first half. And thankfully, Jimmy, no real refereeing controversies. Uh, it's, it's no. not great. It didn't start great for Jared Sutton. He, he thought he saw a knock-on by Jerome Luai, which wasn't a knock-on. And it, it bugs me a bit. Referees, they they really pride themselves on picking up these minuscule knock-ons, bobbles, if you like, in a tackle. And um, there was, wasn't was even a bobble there. And it just it just killed momentum right at the start of the game when everyone was trying to get excited. Uh, but apart from that, he, he moved on. There was a bit of a controversial call with a charge down of a, a South's kick. Um, South thought it should have been six to go, but... Um, because it was a charge down, it was deemed uh, not to be six to go. Um, so yeah. that was that caused a little bit of consternation for the rabbit. It did. It did. It, it did. Wasn't it? Uh, it was Gus going off about that? 
in the commentary or the, the, that I was watching. Yeah, so uh, that's, that's one of the one of the rules, one of the anomalies of the rules. But it's probably right there what he said. The penalty count was three to South and, and two to the Panthers for the game, which for a grand final is very low. Um, yeah, very low three three two. But you know the the six again sort of supplements that. Um, Funny what you say there, Jimmy, about Gus because last year you remember Gus Gould copped a rocket for uh, saying Penrith were on top when they were down twenty two to nil. It was too much Penrith bias against the Storm, <laughs> and and last night it seemed to he seemed to have been given a little tip to uh, you know maybe balance it up a bit, and he was he was um, yeah. very pro South on a, on a couple of calls there, including that one. Yeah, well, well, yeah, and so he should, you know, he, I mean, and they, they have to be. I think they should be impartial, and yeah, and that's that's important. That impartiality comes through when you call. Uh, someone may give him a bit of a tap on the shoulder there, but you know, he, technically, I think he was right what he said. Uh, it was a big call, um, and and South, yeah, South were, were just at. Uh, they just couldn't. They couldn't get those uh, yeah. those big moments where they early on, and I think it went against them. All right, Clive Churchill medalist, Nathan Cleary. I must admit this was uh, wide open for me. It could have gone to half a dozen guys. It wasn't really the standout player there has been in years gone by. Did you have uh, any problem with Cleary getting this one? No, I didn't have any problem with Cleary. Um, Obviously, I think there may have been some by Toho, Brian Toho. He's 29 runs and 235 metres. A bit of a metre eater is Brian Toho. And what about Brian Toho? Well, you settle down. <laughs> oh, you mean the proposal? The proposal, yeah. How good was that? <laughs> I've seen everything now. Oh. After the game, he proposed. That, what if she said no? Oh, that was <laughs> a bit disaster. There was no chance of that. How could you say no <laughs> to Brian Toho? How could you say no to Brian Toho? The boy from Mount Druitt, it was great to see. And he, what a character he is. So, yeah, he would have been up there. But now I have no problem with Nathan Cleary. Uh, being awarded the Clive Churchill winner, uh, well, I think it's well deserved. They could, yeah, he, I thought he, he deserved it, um, but it wouldn't have been if it had gone to Toho, that would have been okay with me, um, you know. So, yeah, so, but their pack was just superb. Yeah, I and, thought Isaiah, um, Yo, Isaiah Yo had a bit of a case. I thought uh, Coruscant yes, was correct. always scheming. I thought he was good, and um, just on Brian Toho, isn't he just a refreshing? Uh, face for rugby league, especially this week. We've had a few bullheads causing yeah. damage to rugby league, but then you see someone like him. It's just he just puts a smile on your face. And the great he, thing about yeah. it is he's only been around for a few years, so we've got we've got about seven, eight, nine more years of Brian Toto. So bring it on. He's yeah, just yes. great for the game. Yeah, and he got a bit of a nick over the eye too. So, um, but but no, he, he's a he's a real character. And I saw on the Dally M's during the week. He was in the, in the Dally M's in the background. I don't know. <laughs> He had the sunglasses on. Yeah. His head would come up in the background, and it would just drift away when uh, <laughs> when Nathan Cleary was talking. It was quite funny. It sort of spiced up the spiced up the Dallium. So he's a real character, and but he, he's not over the top. I think he's just a great young kid. Yeah, he certainly is that. Now it is time for Jimmy's code word: ten percent off. Your next order at George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook. Now, you can't have Panthers because you had that a few weeks ago where they knocked off my eels. You know, hey, just on that, Parramatta only went down to Penrith by two points. Very, very unlucky. There's a few Parramatta fans watching last night thinking what could have been if we got the result that night. But anyway, anyway, that's just – we won't go down that path. And didn't you also also just – Lost to the to the storm, or you beat the storm. Well, we beat them twice. Well. Yeah, but we yeah, would have had. They're, we, we, they're unlucky. We, we would have had trouble with South. South's uh, always. They, they're, they're unlucky. The 
the the, the, the Parramatta Eels, they, they should they should be there. Are you are you being serious they here? Be there. Yeah, they should be there. I don't know where they should be, but they should be there. They should be somewhere. Okay. Yeah, they got well. They got to actually try and be to make the top four. That'd be a good start. Right, I just get on with your, get on with your code word. I thought you were being nice to Parramatta for a second. <laughs> the code word is Nathan Cleary. Yeah, the Clive Churchill winner, Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary. There. At George at George's find me ten percent off there at Wayne. Go and ask Wayne. Say Jimmy Jack come to see me, and it's Nathan Cleary's the code word. It'll give you ten percent, and if you go to Dale, the new news agent there at Cherrybrook, Dale will also give you another ten percent off when you buy your paper if you mention Nathan Cleary as well. Does Dale know this? No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> that might be a bit hard to get ten percent off there. But Wayne's rock solid. You might want to duck. Wayne, Wayne's Wayne's get... definitely going to be there. You might want to Dale. Give Dale a someone. heads up, especially as Dale is a South Sydney fan. I don't think he'd be. He is. Yes, he, can, <laughs> he was devastated this morning. I saw him this morning. He was devastated. He's a, he's a Bunnies fan. He, he he you know he wasn't he wasn't smiling. He was very very down. And he, yeah. he I tried to pick him up, but he was just in the dumps. Well, sounds like my young bloke Harry. He's uh, he was proudly running around his South Jersey all yesterday and. I had to take him to Macca's for a McFlurry after the game just to try and pick up his uh, oh. pick up his mood. He was yeah, pretty shattered, the young bloke, but he's 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 bounced back today. He, he's uh, there's always next year, as, as us Parramatta fans say, there's always next year. There's, so, and that's right. You've been saying that for 35 years. I know. Hey, what now, about the what about the similarities we haven't mentioned? Uh, Penrith. This is amazing, isn't it? 1990, they lost the grand final to Canberra, then they came back in 91 mm-hmm. to win one, and then mm-hmm. 20, 20, 30 years down the track. Lost yeah. the grand final and came back and win the next year. Yes, and, and uh, the father son too. Yeah, from two thousand three. Yeah, that's right. From two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, Nathan. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Lang and Martin Lang and Johnny Lang. So that's yeah, right. that's yeah. that's that is incredible. So uh, you know these good things happen in twos, and it's, it's funny how it it turns out that way. Um, but you know the Panthers were were. They've only lost what I think six games in the last, out of forty four the last two years. So they have been the best team consistently over the last two years, you know. And they've given these young blokes. I said to you, they're fourteen young blokes. They've given them a st- their their debuts in the NRL. I think it's just great for for West of Sydney. All the kids out there it just makes it a real strong homeland for whether you're a Parramatta fan or you're a Penrith fan. The kids out there are going to be wearing their footy jerseys. You know, they're going to be pretending they're Nathan Cleary. You know, Isaiah Yo, there's going to be other stars that are going to come through on the back of this success. So it's, um, I think it's really great for the game. Well, it is. When you think only a few years ago when AFL was making his roads there with Greater Western Sydney and you had uh, Parramatta had those salary cap rorts, they were a rabble, and then Penrith were, were battling as well. And there was a lot of concerns about rugby league in Sydney's West, but I think, yeah, this result will certainly turn that around. And when you think about 2022, Penrith versus Parramatta, they're going to be massive games They'll fill Bankway mm. Stadium. They'll, they'll fill uh, Penrith Stadium as well. It's I'm already looking mm. forward to it. So it's yeah, it's a great result for Western Sydney. Uh, even if yeah. you're not a Panthers fan, it's a it's a great result yeah. for out there. So what about 2022, Jimmy? Where do you can Penrith do it again? Yes, I think they can. I, I think I think they'll get better. I think they will get better. I think we could see, you know, um, three grand finals in a row, which I don't think that's happened for a while. Um, yeah, they. So I think they're going to keep. Obviously, Matt Burt's not going to be there. They're going to keep pretty much the same squad in those key positions. Um, there'll be other kids that'll come through to replace Burton. So yeah, I think I think um, I think they will get better. I don't think I, I look. 
I'd like to think South Sydney will, but I I think they're going to struggle. Bennett won't be there. Obviously, there's going to be players that aren't going to be there next year that are, that are moving on. Um, just on just yeah, on Penrith, so, so they lose. Yeah, they lose Matt Burton to the Canterbury. Brent Naden, who was the 18th man, he also goes to Canterbury. Davida Pangai Jr., who was a cameo this year, he, got, he didn't play in the grand final. He's going to Canterbury as well. Uh, and the big one that's sort of gone under the radar is Kurt Capel in the forwards, who I thought's a bit enormous for Penrith. He's off to the Broncos. So they do lose a little bit of talent, but they, they've got plenty of depth, the Panthers. And I think you're right. I think they'll cover it. And I think, yeah, I, I think three grand finals in a row is not beyond the realms because they are young. They're young and they're hungry. And they have fun. They love playing footy. So I, I see no reason why they can't get there again. Yes, but but Kate, Kate was a type player. You know, he's he's a hundred percenter. He's a grafter. He's a hard worker. He's like the, the the glue. I think if they can if they can smart if they can recruit smartly, I think they can fill that that void with someone similar. You know, um, he, he's a hard tackler. He he, ta- he makes yards. And that's his role. So I think they can replace that with someone similar. I think they can replace uh, Capel when he's off to greener pastures, which is fine. Um, so I think there, and I think Dylan Edwards will will get better again. He's come ahead. Uh, Momoroski has been a great buy for them uh, in the centres. You know, he was not wanted by a couple of clubs. Yeah, I think as long as they've got the the, the seven and the six there, they're the guys that you know they dropped off after Origin this year. I think. They will have learnt. Obviously, they had some injuries. They'll come back better with a premiership to their name next year. Keep your feet on the ground. You know that that's important too. They don't let the success go to their heads. Um, and, and they can really, I think, they could really become a real force in the game, which is so difficult at the moment. Mm. Uh, the, the Panthers with their, with their academy out there, I really think they could become yeah. a real force. In the I game. mean, the salary cap will have its say. Everyone thinks, oh, they'll they'll stick together and win plenty of comps, but. When you have success, Jimmy, that's when that's when players, and in particular player managers, yeah. say, hang on a sec, he should be earning twice as much and why is he earning less than this bloke? And then suddenly you've got to start yeah. letting players go. And that's what South found yeah. with, say, Adam Reynolds. Okay, so the Panthers will be there. What about the Rabbitohs? How are they going to go? They do have some significant changes. The coach, you know, the greatest coach of all time, Wayne Bennett, he's moving on. He may stay there for 12 months in some sort of advisory role, which I... I find weird if I'm the incoming coach, Jason Demetriou, to have Wayne Bennett over my shoulder because he, he's the greatest coach of all time. It's if he's not going to be coaching. So whether that pans out, I'm not sure. We don't know about Benji Marshall, whether he's going to he's going to stick around, but we do know Adam Reynolds is gone. He's off to the Broncos. Dane Gagai, he's off to Newcastle. And Jaden Sewer is off to Dragon. So they, they are losing some personnel. Yes, they are. Some, some key personnel. When you're losing Reynolds... Use your the, the club champion point scorer um, and gay guy and sewer who's, who's you know, part of the, their forward pack there. So yeah, they'll they'll be hard to replace. And you can't underestimate the value of Benji Marshall off the bench. You know, uh, you know he what a great player he's been for what something like nineteen seasons. Um, he's played um, just number fourteen. Or when Bennett gave him a lifeline and said, look, "Look, I can guarantee you one thing: you'll be number fourteen. That's yours for the season." He knew that he could come on at either seven, six, nine, throw him anywhere, and he could do a job for you. To have a player like that in your squad is such a such a benefit for the coach, you know, for for, for Demetrio coming in. So I think I think Benji may even go around again next year um, because he can he can plug those points and pl- guys like playing with him. So it'll be it'll be difficult. Well, apparently, the Gold Coast are sniffing around. Gold Coast might snap okay. him up. 
Okay, okay. I, I think that probably uh, TAFE might go to number seven. Yeah, and Blake TAFE, and obviously the big fella comes in, Latrell comes in at fullback. Um, yeah, so I just that, that experience of Benji being around, I think they really, you know, it's up to Benji, obviously, but I'd like to see him go around again. But look, when you're a long time retired, he showed this year that he's still up to that style of footy. So I'd like to see him play again um, because I think he can. Because I think he can. He can. So what a great player he's been. So, and, yeah. and don't forget, Jimmy, they're going to add a very highly motivated Latrell Mitchell back into that team next year. Mm. So he'll uh, he'll have a – I think he'll be extremely fired up and he'll have a yeah. massive well, year that's next his, year. That's he was problem. playing great anyway, wasn't he? He was, he was playing yeah, out yeah. of his skin anyway. Yeah. It's okay to get fired up, Latrell, but you need to tone it down a little yeah. bit. Because you, you get yourself in trouble by by doing what you're doing. So there's no point having a Latrell Mitchell fired up and he gets 10 weeks suspension or eight weeks suspension or whatever it is. He's got to lead and lead as a captain. You know, there's no point in him being in sin binned or sent off. We, we know what he can do and he's just got to tone himself down a bit and and still lead but but control himself. And that's that's the challenge for, for Latrell Mitchell. There's no doubt he can play and uh, he, he's one of the best players in the game. Well, do you make him captain for that reason? Just so he keeps a level head? Because you're right, he he get, he sees the red mist, Latrell, and they can't afford yeah. that. They just it, it just came yeah. to fruition. They they can't afford to lose him. He's too vital. Um, they could be premiership winners if he was out there. He needs to control yeah. that. Maybe making him captain would would help control that. Maybe or even even you know, dare I say it, co-captains um, with him and him and uh, and Cook. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, might be a good thing. You know, you also you also got young young Murray coming through as well. Now I see him as a potential leader yeah. as well. But I, I think you can certainly go co-captain. Um, j- just to I know he's obviously in that leadership group, but you 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 want more out of him, and I'm sure he will give more. He j- he just needs to feel he needs to feel it from his coach, and uh, um, you know he's only what 24 years of age, Latrell. So uh, hopefully, you know he'll get back bigger and better next year. Yeah, but right now it's all about the Panthers. They are celebrating. Uh, they're still up in Queensland, and there were some wonderful images coming out of the Sunshine Coast this morning of the the Proven Summons Trophy on, on uh, what Noosa Beach or something as the sun came yeah. up. It's just awesome, and that's that's what yeah. you play for. That's that's what you know. You know that Jimmy. That's you bust your guts for eleven months each year, and yeah. that's the reward you get. And the boys are lapping it up. They're still wearing their jerseys from the game. It's just yep. it's yep. brilliant, um, and and there, well done to them. There, there's lots of stuff about you know about grand finals and and getting to grand and winning grand finals and look unfortunately I, I never won one in Sydney but um, it's it's just that that elation of 17 guys winning the competition and I think I've heard stories uh, last year that after the after it's finished that the that the storm went back at the middle of the of the yeah. of the a football stadium. They were there till probably midnight, maybe twelve thirty, just lapping up the the environment. I know, I know for a fact the, the Swans did that. I was at I was at the Swans in two thousand twelve in the AFL when my son won the premiership there, and the players went in the middle of the MCG at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and they're there for an hour just having a beer and just relaxing. And those sort of moments stay with you for life. Um, that's the beauty of the game. You know, as as a kid, you're growing up, and and your your dream is to to win a premiership. You know, and and there's only going to be 17 kids that are going to win a premiership every year, and there's going to be 17 that lose. So it's a very small percentage of players that, that actually play in a winning grand final. So it's moments like that that you take with you for the rest of your life. And 
they'll be mates forever, those guys now, wherever they go. They'll always talk about 2021 when we won the premiership. So, yeah, it's a special moment um, for the club, but it's a more special moment for all those players. Well, we, we got together there for the 89 reunion a couple of years ago, and that was 30 years ago. We all got together there at a pub in Balmain and reminisced about the day. But yeah, that, those friendships, and we were in two grand finals back-to-back, those friendships are still there, are stronger than ever, even though we don't see each other as much as we used to. But, you know, it's still there. So that's that's the beauty of it. It stays with you for life. Yeah, and for Nathan Cleary, I mean, he was a ball boy over at the Warriors <laughs> when, I, when Ivan started coaching. And he would have been watching all these games, thinking, oh, I'd love to yeah. do that. I'd love yeah. to win the comp one day. He, he saw his dad get the Warriors into the 2011 grand yeah. final. And there yeah. he is. And that's that's why it meant yeah, so that. much to him last night. Yeah, that's right. He's grown up. He's grown up in that environment his whole life. As he said, I think he might have said, was dreaming about winning a grand final. His whole life was about this moment, and he'd reach his moment. And when he hugged his dad, oh, yeah, yeah. When he hugged his dad, right. that brought back memories. Yeah, when he hugged his dad after the game. So good. I'll never forget. I'll never forget with my, my son when they won the 2012. I was in the dressing room after the game, and when, and when we hugged, it was a special moment. Yeah. It really was a special moment that I've got, I've got a picture of and one of the most special moments uh, of my life to see him win a premiership. So, so to be there, it's uh, – it's great for 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 Ivan. It's great for Nathan. It's great for the club. Um, but that's uh, yeah. That's 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 been his his whole process in life is to win a premiership, and he's done it. So this might be the start of you know a, a three or four three premierships. Who knows? But you just got to take each one as it comes because you don't know if you're going to be there next year, and you've got to enjoy the moment while you're there. And it's true, you have to enjoy the moment because they are so hard to get in, uh, let alone win one. They are so hard. And isn't it ironic that in a year dominated by attack and try scoring that it's the best defensive team that wins the competition? In yes. fact, mm. Penrith didn't hit 20 points the whole final series. They went down to Souths 16-12, beat Parramatta 8-6, beat Storm 10-6, and then won the grand final 14-12. I mean, that's old school. Yeah. That's old yep. school drag that's, about that's, 1980s scores. Yep. And, yeah. That's 1980s score line, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a, so... And I think just on that too, Hack, I think that maybe the game may have found the balance between attack and defence and controlling the ruck. And, you know, I can't really say I was blowing up about the play, play the ball speed last night. I think that the game sort of took a while for it to find its balance and it did last night. So that's good. There weren't, yeah, there weren't any, all the cup penalties there for high shots. But overall, um, teams controlled the ruck and they both did it fairly and, you know, um, it, it, there was no wrestling. It was a it was a, a great a great reflection on on the on the eighties. But you know, 14, 14 12 is a great game. Fourteen twelve is a fantastic game. You know, people love that. And the scores you mentioned there earlier, uh, that's what people like to see. And uh, uh, ten eights and eight sixes. They're 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 great great games of footy. Yeah, it was, um, back. So I hope they're just back. Same score as uh, twenty sixteen Melbourne over uh, sorry Cronulla over Melbourne, and it was a very similar game, very tight, very tense. You didn't know which way it was going to go right to the end. Um, really, really good grand final, and well done to the Panthers. Uh, well done the people of Brisbane too, who helped salvage the the NRL season despite the pandemic. Uh, Thirty nine thousand there last night provided a great atmosphere for the first ever grand final away from Sydney, and I think. Yeah, I think they did such a good job. There's a case for Suncorp Stadium to host one again down the track. I know there's a long-standing contract with the New South Wales government, but they certainly showed they could do it. Yeah, they did. They did. And we've got to thank Queensland for for our game being on the last couple of years. Uh, 
you know, the Queensland government did a great job with, with, with well, obviously with Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo for the games being on. You know, gee whiz, I'd have gone crazy, mate, if I'd have been home without the footy. For the last two yeah. years, I'd have gone bonkers. Imagine. It's 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 something to look forward to every week, and we've got to thank the Queensland government for letting us in. And I think they have earned the right. Uh, I think yeah, the game's such a, a great spectacle I, 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 that that possibly it may happen again. Um, it, it may happen again. But um, well done to Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandis for getting the game out there and uh, making 2021 such a such a great year. And we've won our controversies, and uh, but. Uh, well, there's both sides. Yeah, there's probably a both debt. To be, are, there's probably a debt to be repaid down the track to Queensland, so they could probably bank this yeah. one. And um, if they need a grand final five years down the track, they should get it because they've done a great it's, service for the game. Hey, yeah, uh, it's just unfortunate have, that there's yeah. no no Queensland sides in the grand, uh, in, the, in the top eight. <laughs> well, if 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 the Broncos and Cowboys or the new Brisbane team make a grand final, uh, they should come yeah. to the NRL and say, "Hey, you, you know how we helped you out twenty 21, can you give us a grand final mm. this year? And I reckon they should give it mm. to them because they did a great job. Mm. Anyway, we've got um, – we'll have one last podcast for the season coming up. We'll give out the Jimmies, the awards for 2021. The I know the, play, the players and coaches, they hang on this. These are such a prestigious awards, the Jimmies. And we'll also uh, make a few predictions for 2022, i.e. Parramatta to break their longstanding premiership drought. Uh, well, I won't be giving that, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be giving that, Jimmy. That's your. That's 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 your, Jimmy. That's because it's so obvious, but mate. Yeah, it's time. We will. We will. Okay, we'll say. Okay, so we will reflect on on the on the awards for the year. Yeah. Okay, that'll be a lot of fun. So okay. uh, I look yeah. look forward to doing that with you next week. Yeah, or this week, whatever we're going to do it. All right. Well, uh, good job, Jimmy. Uh, that is full time for the fan grand final edition. Well played. Thanks, mate, and thank you. Well played on yourself, and thank you to everyone for listening to us throughout the year. I hope you've enjoyed yourself, and uh, congratulations to the to the Panthers on a on a great win last yeah, night. Well, well said. We can't sign off with enjoy the footy because that is the last game for the year, but we will have one more show for you. As Jimmy said, thanks for listening. Stay safe and talk soon. 